right now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hold, <laughs> yeah. on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the 1722 podcast. You sound just like the guy from uh, Jimmy Neutron Science. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, we are we are back again today. We are doing kind of a special episode. We're yeah. releasing our first ever Zoom. Um, so it's not the full hour, but it's something different. So we wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit, and then you know we'll run into the episode and you can see it but uh it's with our new friend homie comedian franco danger mm-hmm. what a cool guy frankie d i kept calling him that because i completely forgot his name <laughs> Frankie Dangerous. i said it on the pod and i said it while uh playing games <laughs> together i said yo frankie d but i mean he didn't correct uh, me yeah. so yeah i guess he didn't have a problem he's probably that. used to it living in from where he's at so <laughs> but it was a it was a tremendous time what a good guy yeah. yeah, and he loves comedy, and he's like willing to help, and gave a lot of advice, and really blew my mind several times. And then after the podcast, we actually did squat up on Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah. And then he blew my mind on there. Taught me how to plant some trees. Yeah, I know saplings. Yeah, like taught me how to get legendary fruit. Yeah, see, I'm yeah. trying to get sla- saplings every game now. Pick mangoes off the tree, yeah. <laughs> and you got shotguns. Like <laughs> the first thing he told me when. We, like, it all started working where we could hear each other. He said, I'm glad you didn't tell me at the beginning that you played Fortnite because I wouldn't have been able to talk about anything else. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it's a good thing we waited then. That's awesome. So that means the next time he's on the podcast and he's like, yo, bro, that snipe that you did the other night, that was ass. I was like, okay, wow. Yeah, we did receive a W. (laughs) You want to talk shit? Frankie. Frankie Okay. (laughs) Frankie Dangerous. He's Frankie Dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) He was telling us about this music artist, too. I can't remember the name right now. Lefty Feisty. You'd be so disappointed. Yeah, it was... It was kind of like that. Lefty yeah. Feisty. Lefty. Oh, wait. Lefty Shiesty. It's Lefty for sure. Laffy yeah. Taffy. Yeah, Laffy Taffy. <laughs> it's Lefty Lefty Shizzle. Lefty Shizzle. Yeah, it was something to shizzle. Lefty yeah. Nizzle. Mm. I feel like I shouldn't be saying yeah, that. Don't I'm say that. Sure. Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel. Unfortunately, I did it's, not have my research box today. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Well, you'll hear it in the episode. You know, correct me in the comments. Yeah. A um, shout out to Righty Tighty, too. He's a great guy. <laughs> Yeah, righty frizzle. <laughs> Wait, is that what it is? Lefty frizzle? Maybe. It might oh, be yeah, lefty, lefty frizzle. frizzle. It yeah, lefty right, frizzle. So I'm, I'm going yeah. with it. That is my final I answer. Kind of like lefty shiesty more, though. <laughs> lefty shiesty. Lefty we still haven't listened to it, but I'll always remember. What would you think lefty shiesty would do, though? Like, you think. Oh, he'd be I, a, I would feel like he was a juggler. Oh, get With the, just his left hand? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got, All right, that's my right. Like God damn it! Like the left's got to come into play. Yeah, and, yeah. Get, and be like the significant. See, part it's funny. About him. Hey, it'd be impressive though. To see him just be like three balls, just and never and missing a beat. Yeah. All right, left. We probably could see it somewhere. Oh yeah, for sure. We just, somewhere in Detroit. We just don't live in a town for that. We live in a town of panhandlers. They don't do cool shit. No. Yeah. Well, they don't also don't have right hands though, too. So would you give to panhandlers though if they what were pulling on entertainment? That? If they were juggling. Yeah, I'd be throwing quarters like out their face if they were juggling and shit. I'd be like, hey, there you go. Take that ish. Take that ish right now. Treating them like peasants. Yeah. You're telling me that if a dude was on the street and he was like having money and he's walking, playing like when the Saints go marching in, I'm giving that dude $10 more than the guy sitting across the street not doing anything. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
And by the way, I just got to completely give a shout out to this dude in Kroger. I didn't give him money, but I gave him my respect because he's playing violin. <laughs> yeah, killing it. <laughs> I, I, what Kroger? The, pro, uh, the uh, Campbell Lane one. Yeah, the Campbell Lane. I, I, me and Blake oh, okay. were going, and all, we just hear... Yeah, he does a lot. He's killing and it so out there. Like, just playing the most beautiful violin like, oh, ever. I was like, hell yeah. And I told him, like, I'm not going to give him money, but, you know, hell yeah. That's great. I'm going to walk out of the store... And he's gonna become real menacing and start playing the insidious violin thing. The menacing. Like, oh shit! You better get the fuck out. And, and, yeah, this dude was huge too, yeah. so I'd be fucked. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, this dude was jacked to high heavens. Damn. I mean, he's it breaking is, the mold though. How many buff violin players do you know? More importantly, how many buff panhandlers do you know? How can you be buff and be a panhandler? I mean, they have to walk a lot. Well, they don't eat very much. Somebody else is winning, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when you're buff, you're a mugger. That's that's a great thing. Oh man! I, although I'm not gonna lie, whenever we do look up on on our big break, I think that's the first thing I'm gonna do is move the fuck away from here. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm moving away from here, and I kind of blew my mind though. Yoked. A mugger is just a homeless person with more authority. Yeah, kind of crazy. I'd be thinking that. Fights go down on like the bypass because there's four people standing on the corners and shit. So I swear. To but God. I'm never there when that happens. Yeah, I exactly. fucking wish I'd give money for that. Wait, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! All whoa. you gotta do is give money to one of them. I'll, oh, I've never thought about that. And I need to be the one like, to set no, it up. I've been on this corner for like two hours. Wait, hold on. I think we just found our new video. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> gonna go to each corner and tell them the other ones talking oh shit. Oh my god, please! <laughs> can I? Can I please be Howard Finkel calling the Fatal Four Way? That's about to happen. <laughs> Welcome to Bowling Green, the Fatal Four Way. Introducing first. You know, and then I'm like, standing in the left corner. This you know, dude never gets no money. Tell me you wouldn't get fucking popular. <laughs> never gets any pussy. Right? Like, oh, that'd be It'll funny. It's the shortest video ever because we're going to have to cut so much out. Oh, it's yeah. It's going to take them forever to get across the street. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my cars are passing. You just wait till this traffic stops, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck it. Don't worry, fam. I'll press the button for you. I'll press it. in like two minutes. <laughs> He's just smacking it. I'm about to kick your fucking ass. <laughs> oh, that's just so wait. fucking good. Just fucking just wait. wait. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, as soon as it starts, he's like, okay, it's go time. Let's go. And then the car still no, fucking goes. It is crazy, though. There's a lot of panhandler compasses around here, though. Uh, Come again? Like... On all four sides of an intersection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the bypass. I didn't even realize. That's why when you said that, I was like, damn, we could really have a fatal four-way pay-per-view right then and there. Like, that's fucking crazy. I'm saying. I'm not saying we're not doing it. How about this? We we (laughs) cause a royal rumble to happen with all the homeless and panhandlers. Whoever the last one survives, they get a job at Cambridge. Allegedly. (laughs) They get a job at Freddy's. They might get us for, like, inciting a riot. Oh, Um, no. Come on. Get a warehouse. Get 30 homes. Get 30 pans. (laughs) We'll get them all to sign waivers. Yeah. Get the homes and the pans. Put them together. Whoever is the last standing pan or home, he's the gold. Or she's the gold. But here's the thing. You have to be willing to give them money. Yes. At the end of it. Mm-hmm. If you give them a reward, what can people really say? It's yeah. like, I mean, they're getting something out yeah, of it. Something. If they sign to be like, I agree to this, yeah. and if I win, I get a cash prize or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was homeless... Yeah, are you kidding me? I, I feel like I'd be like, what else do I have? Just yeah. a big break. <laughs> Time to put on the gloves. Yeah, exactly. How many, <laughs> you know what, how many needles I can get with that thing. money? We could provide them with boxing gloves. Brawl for all. Yeah. You know, we don't have to make it fist. Like, you know, 
just let them get their <laughs> just go after each other this dude's this dude's like all right i'm, I'm here for the match and he's got a, a spiked bat I'm like whoa no yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're going too wild dude yeah we'd have to definitely throw some rules <laughs> on it yeah man i want this money <laughs> I don't think we could sit through it. I think me and you would abandon, and then they're just killing each other, and we'd be like, all right, no one gets money. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. You got to at least drop the money in here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, eventually, people are going to want to see this shit. You t- I know for a fact that it'd blow up how You're, fucked up no, this no, no. world is. People would be coming, we, and they'd be throwing in the money for being there, and then we just split. Yeah, are you at the me? end of it. Home versus Pan Four on pay per view. Never back. Yes, crackhead edition. <laughs> so I'm saying, I would watch. And, and when pay I say split, it, they each get fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no. Home versus Pan. Home versus Pan is going to be the new thing of the fucking world. Just you wait. No more UFC. No more fucking NBA. None of that shit. No more Oscars. Homeless people versus Panhandlers because they're not the same. True. Oh, I didn't think about that part. So. Oh, that's when you'd really find out who's got what to lose. Yeah. Because if the panhandler's like, oh, I got a whole life. I don't need this. The going to see this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> that you're we'll start fun. gearing up now. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> fucking pan. <laughs> I don't know. The I just league want... is coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I really want to. I, I can just see it now, for real. <laughs> The cover is a dude sleeping in a bush and the other guy's holding a sign and it says verses in between them. Oh my god. I want is there a PC that. name for it now? Uh, I think... Uh, I can't remember. There is, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> like home deprived. <laughs> it is something like that, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I was just trying to think of what the acronym would be, you know, if it's like a homeless fighting league or whatever. So it'd be like yeah. HFL. HFL. Homeless fighting league. No, that's too, it's too on the nose. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm saying. Well, we'll think of it later. We'll think of it later. Yeah. HOA. It's coming, though. HOA. Homelessness of America. <laughs> they can fight the fuck out of each other. I mean, it sounds legit. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound Going like down to the HOA. You know, trying to have people kill each yeah. other. Not bad. No, it is funny that we do talk about killing each other and panhandlers so much on this podcast. So you know that we fucking hate them. No. <laughs> uh, just know that I see them a lot. We see them a lot. They're yeah. everywhere. So mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of hard to not have an opinion when they're standing outside of your window every fucking day. Yeah, I was stabbed by one, so I obviously have issues with them. That's right. Yeah. HIV. Mm-hmm. I finally got rid of it. That's why you're balding. Yeah, this is all fake hair. It's just a toupee. I don't even get this nowhere else anymore. It's attached to the beanie. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Each of, each of my hats have a different hairstyle. Oh my god. I mean, it'd be better than having a hat with the glasses attached to it or some shit. Oh god, yeah, that'd yeah. be the yeah, that'd be way worse. Oh my god. Shit, I kind of want to create that though. That'd be Neither nice. Would ever fall off probably. So there's that. That's yeah. a plus. Halloween gift. Halloween gift. <laughs> you look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then obviously if, if I get a good you know gust of wind everything is leaving with it so mm. uh, so yeah uh, enjoy this next part with Franco Danger Frankie D it's going up now welcome to the 1722 podcast where we talk shit about everything and we don't take shit from nobody we don't take shit from nobody you're damn right
and we got a special guest in the house today. He is the Latin king of New Jersey. He goes by Franco Danger. Everybody give him a round of applause. Hell yeah, I'm here to take all the shit that you guys ain't taking. <laughs> I'm taking that shit home. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on. Dude, thanks for having me, guys. This is dope. This is really, really cool. Sweet. So yeah. we don't know each other much at all. We just uh, no. met within like the last week. So I want to get in, get to know you, see what you got going on. I know that you're a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I've been watching some of your clips. They're funny as fuck. Thank you, bro. Yeah. So how long have you been doing it? Um, th- See, that's the hard part because like people ask that question. And then you're like, do I count the like the eight months that I was off during COVID? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's you don't know. So it's like I guess six to seven years. You know what I mean? Okay. So well, it'd be that. It was like an eight month pause though, with like one show in the middle of that. And then I was like, nope, I'm going back inside. Right. And uh because that shit was weird. It was someone's backyard. It was on a uh on a patio. And it was just it just it just wasn't the great envi- the best environment yeah. to to do stand up. Uh yeah, to a, drunk, a bunch of drunk people that didn't really give a fuck that you were there. Uh. <laughs> and, um, it's like you competing with a pool. There's people in a pool. You know what I mean? So oh, it's like, okay. that's come on. Like, you know, like that's not. And I was like, yeah. fuck this, dude. I'm okay. I can wait. I can wait the next, next couple of months. Yeah, it's not a very good environment for comedy. It doesn't sound like. <laughs> nah, nah, dude. What about you guys? So you guys, so you told, um, you guys told me that you guys just started doing stand up or how long you guys have been doing stand up? I started doing stand-up, uh, well, I've only been able to get on stage one time so far. Okay. Uh, and that was, I guess, two months ago, maybe. Somewhere, I can't okay. remember how long ago it's been, to be honest. Uh, and then we just did our first live show, like live podcast, yeah. two weeks ago, three weeks ago, yeah, I think. About three weeks ago. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to get out there, but we're in Kentucky in a small ah, town okay. and there's not a whole lot going on around here like they're starting to do comedy shows and i'm trying to get booked but they're not budging too well so uh but yeah that's the dream that's what we're trying to shoot for mm-hmm. so we're trying to reach out to different comedians and find out how they got their start and trying to get in the world of the whole thing yeah okay word word yeah that's kentucky man so you're saying like it's a small town in, in Kentucky? Like a well, it's it's Bowling Green. It's like one of the bigger cities in Kentucky. But okay, uh, as far as like live entertainment, there's not a whole lot going on. There's like some venues that do like local music or whatever. Okay. But for stand up, it's like one show a month, and they bring in comedians from other states. So uh, they're booked for like the whole year. So you can't just, at least so on. far, they haven't given me an opportunity to just hop on yet. So yeah. Oh, okay. Damn, I'm, that's that's I can I can tell that's hard because we were lucky um, in Jersey pre pre COVID. Jersey was kind of on fire. You had like different little uh, scenes in New Jersey, like the South Jersey had their scene, and then you have like more like closer to the shore, and they yeah. they had their own scene. And it was very punk rock. It was like, for some reason, it was very punk rock around Asbury Park, that shore. And it felt like that in every show that you went to. Um, like, the dive bars were cool as shit. There's fucking stickers and graffiti all over the place. And, like, the comedy's different than if you were to go to North, where the older guys are. 
like the old like how you doing kind of guys yeah you know? <laughs> that comedy is very different than if you go to where i, I kind of started um which is where the the stress factory is it's a uh, it's our a club it's our, our one of our biggest clubs in jersey um and then around that scene is like the college campus Rutgers. so you have a bunch of younger heads going there and like so different little scenes kind of made different kind of comics but the thing i love the most about jersey is that everybody was very different and it wasn't like people were trying to sound the same they were definitely trying to be um more themselves but just funny as fuck about it if that makes sense so like you can take like a handful of the comics and then um because the experiences are all very different a handful of comics like two best friends like me and uh for example my friend danny braff and my other friend ibrahim khalif were all really cool very different comedians very different comedians right and that's cool as hell but that only happens when a scene is striving you know when it's when a scene's doing that i think um and i don't know if this is like an advice thing but i mean take take it or leave it but just try to find cool spots even if they're not cool start an open mic just do it yourself saying fuck it we've been talking about like not waiting around for an opportunity just make it yeah because hosting an open mic makes you better so fast because you're on stage let's say there's 10 comics that show up now you're on stage 10 times right even if it's a minute in between each comic now you have like a whole 10 minutes that you can work on versus you doing just a five minute set when you do do the open mic you know and you get way more comfortable way faster right you know and you get you you get to learn like okay um if i if i if i'm hosting the mic and i bomb the second joke i still have to go back up there after this comedian's done so i gotta get over that real quick and then just try my best again it's fun it's dope if you get a good crowd and get a lot of people keep coming back and keep coming back that's cool you know and all three of you did stand or are trying to get into stand-up or did stand up i'm about to be doing stand-up um for Tyus, I don't know if he's interested in doing stand-up. I think he'd be killing that. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't think so. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably, I'll probably do, do good at it just because I got plenty of stories to tell. I think I can probably tell them in a funny way, but yeah, oh man, we'll see. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would give it a shot, bro. You know why not? Because you never know. Honestly, you never know. The funniest thing about stand-up is that sometimes you see the the joke you worked on the hardest yeah sometimes just tanks and then when that tanks and then you just become naturally yourself and you just say something just out of nowhere that does better than your whole set and you're like what the fuck <laughs> i worked two months for this one stupid joke and then something i just thought of in the fly kills and it's like you start putting those little things together and next thing you know like oh i accidentally made a set that is so me instead of working on the joke like it's it's really cool how it all sets up so that hap- that's going to happen all the time you know you're going to think of a plan you get up there it's going to tank but then something happens and then like the cool part is that they laughed at something you did naturally and you go shit i can fucking i can fill a whole set with this you know <laughs> yeah you just gotta learn to be good on your feet and i guess that's the best way to do it be quick yeah. That shit's going to piss me off, though, if I'm writing jokes and they're laughing and I'm just being myself. Like, you don't appreciate the art, motherfucker. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for, for example, like uh, the way you guys found me, right? The way you guys found me was through a video that went pretty viral. Okay, that joke I've done maybe three times in my life. The first time I did it was maybe I think I was like five to six months into comedy, and I was just driving to a show. And in my head, I'm like, that would be funny if I did that. I tried it, and it was like, oh shit! Actually, I have a video. Um, I gotta put that on my on my YouTube. Um, I have a video of the first competition I've ever done, and that's when I decided to try it. I don't recommend trying something brand new to open at a competition, <laughs> but thankfully it went it went really well. But I never had the opportunity to really do that again. And then I was like, you know what? I'm probably not gonna have another opportunity to really do that joke that frequently. So I was like, yeah. let me do it when I record my album. Let me just do one. And then I did that. And it was kind of a throwaway, but it was a great way to start the show. And then, uh-huh. okay, I can get into my other jokes. I On my Instagram, I have both my closing joke and my opening joke. And the opening joke was the one that everyone saw. And the closing joke has the least amount of views, which I think is way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> But everyone's like, ah, fuck it, scroll. Was where's that? Was the one with the songs again? You know? And I'm like, it's yeah. so weird. But that's gonna happen. That's the nature of the beast. Right. You know? Yeah, I guess you just gotta get over it. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to. I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it comes. Like comedy gives you beatings. You know what I mean? Do you guys have open mics? Um I mean, we do, but it's really, if we were to do comedy, we'd probably be the only comedians there doing it. Like, it's primarily for music, which yeah. I'm not opposed to. It's just like, I don't know how comedy will go. Like, I feel like if everyone is like, if you do five musicians in a row and then someone does comedy, it's probably going to bomb because no one's really there to see comedy. I might be wrong, but that's just how I've thought about it. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how sometimes. Um, you, like you could even ask like, Hey, in between this band and this band, they're going to be band. A is going to be breaking down. Band B is going to be setting up. Do you mind if I go up and do five minutes? And most places won't have a problem with that. And, um, the cool thing about that is that these people are here for music and there's a lot of people, a lot of bands. So it just means a lot of people in general. Yeah, Chances right. are they're not comedy snobs. So when you do go up there, they'll give you a little like, you know, like a little, uh, they'll be supportive, depending on your community or wherever you are. Um, They'll be like, all right, cool. Let's see what this guy's got, you know, and then you go ahead and do your thing. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But mixed mics where it's like comedy, poetry, music tend to have a lot more people, which is pretty cool than just comedy open mics. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, just comedy open mics will have comedians who are watching you who are just waiting to go up. Like they don't, they're not really into whatever you're doing. Unless you get them, get them, then they're like, you know, then they're great. But they're just waiting to go up. So, like, if that's what you have, use that. Because next thing you know, you know, you might be hosting one. Right. And, And that'll be great because that's way more time. If you end up hosting a music mic and you get to go in between every band, that's way more stage time. Like in one night, you could possibly have the same amount of stage time as other scenes will give you in a month. You know? 
Yeah, bro. Imagine yeah. 10 bands, right? And then you got five minutes in between each one of them. Like a lot of mics in Jersey, they were uh, they were starting. Yeah, they would give you like five minutes, seven minutes, some of them three minutes. And then you 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 can only do that once that night. Right. Wait in a line of like 20 other comics. You do five minutes and then tomorrow, I guess I'll do another five minutes. But if you get that spot at the music mic, do five minutes in between each act. You might not have all the material set, and that's what you have to think on your feet. But that's where that shit comes in. That's when you get the reps in. You get all that. Yeah, it, it, it could work out really, really well for you. Oh uh, yeah, true. Well, I appreciate the advice. I yeah. didn't think about any of that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blow my fucking mind over here, <laughs> bro. Stay time, stay time, stay time. That's the, the commandments. <laughs> so how often, like, do you go up every day? Are you lucky enough for that to happen, or is it? No, dude. Oh, it used to be um, <clears throat> before COVID, Jersey was popping everywhere. Yeah. After COVID, it was like, <clears throat> excuse me, like where the A Club was that the that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. um, Stress Factory. They stopped doing an open mic, which means that a bunch of the other open mics around that area stopped doing them as well. The college, uh, the campus wasn't isn't as popping as it used to be. So there's not many people going on. So we lost a whole like scene right in the middle of New Jersey. Um, so now there's only like two spots and there's not many mics going on either because a lot of businesses shut down. They just couldn't survive. So it's like it's kind of dry now. So now I'm not doing mics. I'm just doing shows and which is it sounds like braggy, but it's not the best because I'm like really like I has to be tight. It has to be perfect. So I try not to work new material in because I'm just trying to show off all the time. But it's um, I do maybe on average two to three shows uh, a week. Some weeks, nothing. Next week's five days a week. So it's like waves. It comes in waves. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So like, for example, the Saturday just passed. I had a show. But last week I had nothing. And then the week before that, I had one show. So then it was like really dry. And then, for example, this week I have three. And then I might be adding another one tomorrow. Right. So it's like, yeah, you never know. I should be hitting more mics up because it's time to work on like the newer shit that I've been thinking of. But um, yeah, it it all depends. Gotcha. Sorry for these long winded answers. Oh no, I'm taking it all in. Oh, okay, These cool. are the conversations I've been waiting for. <laughs> uh, so if and also, I'm sorry to cut you off, but oh, I, I just thought of it. It also like it also depends on where you are with your set. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm I'm at the point where I have my 30, like I have my 30 tight, and I I know it front and back. Um, it just because I'm not doing it as often. When I do go up, I want to work on that 30 and then polish it up again, keep polishing it up. If I'm working something brand new, if I'm working on a new five, a new 10, that's when it's like, okay, it's time to suck it up, go to these bar shows or, I mean, uh, bar mics and go to this hole in the wall where there's three other comics and I have to do it. I just, sometimes you have to hear yourself saying it in front of people. Doing it in your room is not going to work. Doing it in your car is not going to work. You have to do it in front of people. Even if no one laughs, you go, oh shit, I said it different this time. 
this this sounds and feels better. It feels more natural. So it's the small things. So it definitely depends on where you are with your material. Um, but if you've been doing this, like a, a really tight set that you know for sure is like your go-to set, your 15, your 10 minutes, you don't have to, <clears throat> you don't have to really put the reps in like that if it's going to be that same little set. Right. You know? um, yeah. Yeah. So do you prefer having like a tight set or do you like going off the top of your head or do you just mix it up or kind of just go according to the crowd? Um, I, I love structure. So I love, I love having that tight set, mm -hmm. but it, but eventually you get tired of that shit right. and you feel gross doing the same set. And then you're like, ugh. but then one day you're doing the set and it's not going well because you're not into it. And then you're like, fuck it. And then you talk to somebody and next thing you know, like your set's gone. You're just fucking with the crowd. And then like it, it brings the energy back in the room. And then they say one thing and you're like, shit, that connects to that one joke that I had. Boom. I can go back to the set now. Oh, yeah. So it's like you can kind of skip around depending on the crowd. It does depend on the crowd sometimes. Sometimes if a show is dry, some crowds need to be talked to. Some crowds, you need to address what's going on. You mm -hmm. know, you need to just talk to them and they just want to be in the room with you and they don't want to be talked at for so long. Some rooms are beautiful. They, they just sit there and they wait for you to tell them jokes and they'll eat that shit up and they'll laugh in your face and they had a great fucking time, you know? So that also depends. But me personally, I stick to my, to my set the way it is unless I have something new. Um, but like I... Yeah, I have like a skeleton on my set and I just go this joke, this joke, this joke, this joke, because I set it up to just flow perfectly. Some people just have jokes that don't connect and they'll figure it on stage. They'll figure it out on stage. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. So it's it's forever changing, really. Like it's always having to be worked on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you have a new joke and you're like, oh, this isn't like anything in my set. Like, where, where am I going to put this? And then that's, that, that opens it up to like, okay, um, I got 15 minutes tonight. I have this one joke that I know is a minute. It doesn't fit with anything else. So what I'll do is I'll do the first three to five minutes of my set, make sure I got the crowd on my side, and I'm just going to throw that shit out there. Take a pause, like, you know, let it rest for a second, say the joke that has nothing to do with anything else, See if it works, and then go. All right. Anyway, and then go right back to the material. Gotcha. So, do you let them know that you're trying a new joke, or do you just throw out the joke and see how it lands? No, you just gotta throw it out to see how it lands. Um, I don't like that where it's like, ah, I got a new one for you, and then because yeah. the crowd, it's almost like <clears throat> it's almost like a, a, a magician uh, doing a trick. And them going like, I bought a new rabbit. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in the new hat that I also bought, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pull it out for you guys. And then, right. you know what I mean? It's like you kind of want to keep the illusion popping and keep it going, and so like they just feel like you're in the room with them. And that's why I don't like. And this is a personal thing. I don't like when um, a comic will tell a joke, and then everybody will have a good time, and then they'll stop and they'll say, "I did that joke one time," and blah 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 blah. Oh, right. Yeah. 
yeah, I kind of feel like some of them, a lot of them know. Like, for example, when they someone see a, sees a, a magician, a lot of them know it's not real magic. But just don't tell me that while I'm at the show. Unless it's a Penn and Teller show. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they reveal everything. But um, same thing with comedy. Like, don't tell me what you what you said to me that felt authentic and felt real. Don't tell me that that was pre-written and it wasn't on the moment. It wasn't with me. It was something you planned out. There's a there's almost a responsibility to make people feel like they they're in that room and it's a moment that's happening right now. You know. Oh, that beautiful, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it, I fucking I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> so, has, when does your album come out, or has it already come out? No, no. Um, so I was planning for September. Um, and it's that's uh, yeah. I'm planning for September, and uh, I'm working on that because it also has video, which is what the clips were. Okay, um, that was from the album recording, but we just had a camera set up just to get some cool clips. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of floating the idea around of just maybe just putting it all on YouTube. Um, but then I'm like, eh, I don't know. I've recorded an official like like a 15 minute special with another company, and that should be coming out in September. So I would I kind of want to marry the two occasions. Here's right. a 15 minute special on YouTube, and then there's a 30 minute album that you can buy if you like this stuff. Right. Hell yeah. So we're aiming for September. So with the album, is it self-produced or is that or are you going through a company for that as well? It's all self-produced. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got I was very lucky. The venue was cool as shit. Um speaking of Penn and Teller, Penn and Teller performed at that venue before they were Penn and Teller. You know, oh, wow. which is pretty, pretty sick. There's like a plaque on the wall and stuff. Uh, it's called John and Peters in uh, New Hope, Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Um, and it's a really cool spot. They usually do music. Um, but yeah, um, I was really cool with the guy, Mike D'Alto. And I was like, dude, I want to record a, an album. Like, uh, what's your pricing and stuff like that? He's like, dude, just let's do it. Let's just do it. I know an engineer. Don't even think about that. We'll just throw some mics in the room. We'll set it all up. We'll make it official. Let's just fucking do it, bro. Like it's let's make it a party. And I was like, hell yeah. So oh, cool fun, yeah. it was really, really cool. Like that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you keep up the punk rock DIY ethic. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you into punk rock at all? Yeah, dude. I Music was my first love, bro. So I can get into fucking anything. Like I'll 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 go through phases of of like one week, and it sounds like I'm fucking around. But one week I'll listen to like old school classic Indian music just for the shit of it, just to see them. Like, <laughs> did they have a disco scene? Let me find out if they have a disco scene. And I listen to like one song, and I'm like, shit, they had a disco scene. And like Japan has a funk scene. And I'm like listening to that and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Um, one cool thing, and I'm not gonna bore you with it because I can get into this shit, is that like you know how psychedelics hit America when like the 50s was kind of like these bands, and then psychedelics come in, and the same like Americana music that was happening, right. acid came in and mushrooms, and now all of a sudden you have like a whole different type of rock. Right. Yeah, changed everything. It's all psychedelic guitars and people are just fucking around with instruments. The same thing happened in different music scenes. Like 
but their main music wasn't rock it yeah. wasn't so it's like i i found this um this this like small era this small phase uh in peru where they had like a cumbia music so it's like kind of like a your poppy dance music it's still popular to this day but then these motherfuckers started taking acid <laughs> so then so you have the same kind of like rhythm of what your parents would dance to like you know just the nice friendly stuff but they're just completely tripped out of their minds and they have these acid rock guitars popping off in the middle of it i'm like what the <laughs> fuck is this these things shouldn't have they never should have blended together you know so yes. uh yeah yeah and then also the next thing you know i'm listening to like classic country like i fuck with fucking i don't know if you guys heard of lefty frizzle no. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, lefty frizzle i was like who the fuck is this man and i'm talking it's it's very old like slide guitar like ding pick oh uh, yeah oh wow and, but this motherfucker sounds like he hangs out with Snoop Dogg. The name Lefty Frizzle sounds crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never thought country with a name like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking Lefty Frizzle. Check him out. I swear. He's got some fire shit. And it's it's some shit your parents will love. Your grandparents will love. Yeah, you know? shout out Lefty. Yeah, yeah shout out to Lefty Frizzle. <laughs> okay. uh, music was my first love. I, I, I've been trying to get a band together for years, but... It's the same kind of concept, like small town type of deal. Uh, of course, now they're starting to be music here, but now I'm kind of, I'm older. So I'm like, do I really want to be trying to start music at 30 years old versus when I was 19? I don't know. But uh, punk has always been a huge part of my life. Uh, oh, yeah. I got like Misfits Tattoo, Bad Religion, Blink-182, all those things. I love all Hell yeah. So I keep the DIY ethic as much as I can. Try to figure everything out. Like, everything about this podcast is as DIY as you can make it. So, and trying to get it off the ground. And us doing our live show, like, we made that happen. Like, so I respect everything you're saying about doing it yourself. Because that's what we do all the time. Yeah. Like, and also, if it's trashy, embrace that shit. That's what I love about punk, too. Right. Where it's like, yeah, we're not fucking clean cut and perfect. Like, this is, it's going to be what it is, and I'm going to fucking do this shit. Fuck you. Right. And I love that attitude, bro. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Like, sometimes the messiness sounds better than it being clear cut. Yep. 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 Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. It's the same thing. It's like, let's say, I don't know anyone specifically, but like, you know, let's say you're a huge fan of like uh, a punk band on their way up next to, you know, they get deals and now everything sounds perfectly recorded. Mm-hmm. Everything sounds like it's in a studio. Everyone's in their little room. Fuck that. Let's go back to like one microphone and just pass it around while we're all fucking screaming into it, right. shove it in a drum. And yeah. like, it, like that, that <clears throat> there's so much heart in that. And the same thing with comedy. It's not as romantic when it comes to comedy. Right. Like a shitty band working their ass off sounds like a romantic idea. But uh, a comedian doing something in the back of a pizzeria is not as romantic. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't call that romance. I call it loneliness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, fuck it. Yo, if you build it, they will come. I swear to God. That's just how it is. Right. And next, yeah. And this, the, you don't you might not even know that there's some people out there 
in your area that fuck with comedy so much and they're like wait a minute there's a mic and they're like fuck it i'll i'll go to that next thing you know you know you guys are fucking cool as shit you you know you, you go back and forth sharing tips and and um and that's important when you got somebody in the scene no matter how big or how small that's honest with you and that'll tell you like hey this joke isn't that great or like this and this that i have something like that with my boy uh ibrahim khalif <laughs> iron sharpens iron that's it you know you can have a bunch of yes man hey that was a great show but then when you go back home and you're like was it really good and if you have a friend like that that'll tell you straight up like hey bro i saw you do this better the other day i saw you do this better the other day or you should work this you should work that excuse me that shit will change your your pen game a hundred percent yeah yeah and then that only happens when you have the scene and you cultivate and you you kind of uh you kind of just you know share that kind of honesty with each other and right. like and there's a way to do it without being a dick you know uh well especially uh, if you're friends and you're like i want to see you succeed like yes. you care about what they're trying to produce like if you see their passion for it you're like i want to see you get somewhere so mm-hmm. if you're friends you can just give the honest opinion and you should automatically know that they're not being an asshole about it yeah i'm sure it's different if it's some random trying to critique your set you're oh, probably yeah. who the fuck are you but yeah. if it's a friend it's totally different yeah yeah and i've had that and that's gonna happen to you i'm gonna tell you right now that's gonna happen to you. someone's gonna come up to you and try to give you a note about a joke and and they're gonna ruin it right in front of your face right and then you're supposed to be like oh, all right thank you man <laughs> and just that's the best thing you can do thanks man walk away yeah it's, it's i don't know it's it's really I, I get it in the comments if you look at that video that you guys saw just look at the comments and tell me how many suggestions i got 90 percent of the fucking comments i got on my fucking video are all suggestions on what i should have done oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> by people who are fucking like not even anywhere near comedy and it's like oh okay sure you got it right yeah so it's gonna happen it's gonna happen i can't even imagine being that person that like watches a video and they tell the person what they should or shouldn't do yeah. <laughs> like what a sad fucking life to live yeah dude <laughs> Imagine that guy at a UFC fight, dude. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> should have thrown him in an arm bar, I'm telling you. Yeah. You, should, you should kick him how I kick him. Look, look at this technique. Get out of here. Yeah, get the fuck Yeah, dude. Nah. If you build it, they will come, dude. I'm excited to see, I'm ex- I'm excited to see this. Like I I like yeah, let me know if you guys go out and you're like finding a spot or whatever. Any yo, any restaurant that has here's a little tip here's like a little insider tip that will fucking help out um when you do because you should start a mic yourself when you go to the restaurant or or the bar ask them what's your slowest night okay it'll be like monday tuesday whatever then you go okay um do you want to do an open mic i can probably bring some people in and you know one it'll it'll bring some customers in to their business on a slow night where they might need that business right you you never know where they're at but no one's gonna say no to free business and if they have like a little private area even better dude right even better yeah 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 for real yeah i didn't even think about doing that either 
I appreciate it for real. I appreciate all the advice. Yeah. I'm going to take it. I want to try to take this as far as possible. Yeah. Hopefully one day we can meet up and I'll open for you or something. <laughs> yeah, that <was> fucking, I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll open for you. Who the fuck knows? Oh, shit. Yeah, no, I'm, dude, that's how it goes. I swear to God, that's how it happens. Like, you, you never know. It, it's, it, you never know. The, the, that's the beauty of this business. You want, one day you'll be the king. Next day you get humbled real quick. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, my And here's what I like to tell everyone. Um, wait, is this like an advice thing? I feel like I've just been... No, it's just no, it's just a shooting the shit thing. But okay, this okay. is our first full working Zoom episode. Okay, because the last one fucked up on us. So hopefully this one turns out okay. And so honestly, I'm just really trying to pick your brain because you're willing to give advice, and I'm a sponge soaking it up. So word. And by the way, anytime, anytime you want to hit me up or anything, if you want to bounce a bit off me or uh, you know you have a clip or record your sets. By the way, even okay. if it's audio. Audio is probably better in the beginning. You're gonna hate your voice. That's fine. Hate that shit. Uh, you gotta listen to it. Period. Um, the other thing I was gonna say is, um, I don't call it bombing. I call it paying taxes. Okay. Okay. You're gonna have a good show. You're gonna have a good show. You're gonna have a good show, and then you're gonna have to pay taxes. You can't. You can't win them all. Like it, you know, it's the same thing. You know, you. you it's. That's what it is. You have to pay taxes. You have right. to bond. Period. That's that's what that's what it is. So just try to keep that mentality. It's not like, oh fuck, dude, my life is over. This fucking sucks. I'm no good at this. No, you got to pay taxes, and you got to pay taxes a lot when you're starting out. Right. Well, I mean, I think with anything, not everything is for everyone. So like, even though the joke might be good and you might believe in it, the people that are there, it just may not be their style or whatever. Like, I don't think you can take everything to heart. Now, of course, if you are doing it, if you're bombing over and over and over, then you might want to rethink Which, yourself yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But, Switch a couple things. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think, like, if you focused on the bombing, then you're probably never going to get back up because that's always a possibility. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, even with this podcast, like, it's been out a year and, like, we're not, we're starting to grow, but we haven't seen major growth. But you're putting all of your time and effort into it. And so, like, in a way, that's still, we're still paying our taxes when we get no return on the work we put into the podcast. So, yeah. it's kind of the same thing. You just kind of got to get used to being like, yeah, there might be some failure along the line. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I appreciate everything, and I appreciate you being willing to come on here. And whenever I need something, you're willing to help me out. I really do appreciate that for real. Oh, dude, I love that. I love the structure of a joke. It sometimes it might look like my jokes aren't that structured, but they're all one-liners hidden in a bunch of personality and charisma. Right. And yeah, that's my favorite. Dude, the structure is. Uh, I get horny for that shit, dude. So any <laughs> anytime you're like, oh, what's going on with this joke? I feel free dude don't be like i wonder if not nah, hit me up you know cool. just do it yeah oh, I love that. thank you wow. oh absolutely yeah it's cool absolutely. spot yeah well if you're ever in the area maybe we can actually get you like in a in the house and we can do the podcast in person hell yeah i'd love to man yeah nice i think it would probably be like right now it's a little bit touch and go because like zoom makes it a little bit iffy with connection and everything but if we were all in the same room it'd probably flow a whole lot better and everything but yeah. I, it's been fun as fuck and i appreciate it dude i appreciate you guys having me man this is really dope 
is there anything you want to get out there before we let you go? Yeah. Um, to any of your viewers or you guys, if you play Fortnite, hit me up, bro. I'm all about this. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we'll play tonight. <laughs> For real, you guys play Fortnite? Yeah, oh, every oh, night. Yeah. All three of you? Yeah. Oh, shit, we got the squad. All right, let's get the fuck off this shit. Hurry up and wrap this bitch up because I'm, I'm ready to squad up, baby. <laughs> oh, that's right. why. I like it. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Really all right, real quick, uh, the way that we end the show. Well, first of all, we ask uh, any guests that they will share it for us and try to help us grow. We'll share and tag you in it and try to get you some new viewers and listeners and everything. Yeah. Uh, but the way that we end the show is um, at the count of three, we're all going to say don't take shit from nobody. You ready? All right, we're And remember, don't take shit, take shit from, from nobody. nobody. <laughs> yeah. My mom said, my man said, and the count of three, and then never counted. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Keep me on my toes, bro. <laughs> Even better way to end it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys, bro. I'll see you guys on the field. I'll see you guys on the bus. <laughs> For sure.